It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach, talking New York Yankees with MLB.com's Yankees beat reporter, Brian Hoke. Brian, I think we know the answer to this one, but I'm going to go ahead and ask it. What's the biggest pleasant surprise of the first half for the 2015 Yankees? I would have to say biggest surprise uh, for me was Alex Rodriguez came back. He was healthy. He was productive, uh, hitting the ball out of the park, doubles, homers, uh, you name it, a force hitting third in the middle of that lineup. I, I think that it's easy to forget. Now, you roll the clock back to the first days of spring training in February. We didn't know if this guy could even get on the field. We didn't know what he was going to have left. We didn't know if he was going to be able to play any uh, defense, uh, whether he was going to hit or not. Um, he was the great unknown. So I think that uh, for all things considered, for him to be in the three spot, at DH, reliable for the Yankees, producing, keeping his head down, not creating headlines, uh, hey, that's the biggest surprise to me. I, I think that nobody could have predicted this uh, back in February. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think even an optimistic uh, projection on him, and I was, I think, relative to the general populace, pretty optimistic about him would have figured he would have been somewhere around what he was for a lot of 11 and 12, 270-ish, 350 OBP, uh, but not a lot of power. And the thing that really stands out is the 16 home runs. Um, is this just a matter of a guy being healthier than he's been in a long time? What do you think has gone into him not only being a good hitter and getting on base, but regaining some of his pop? I don't think the year off was the worst thing in the world for a guy who's 39 going on 40. Uh, I, I think that it allowed him to – step back, and I think he's done some, some work mentally to, to kind of reformulate, and he wants to finish his career on a, a strong note there, but I think that physically, uh, this is a guy who had been beat up. Uh, it seemed like every year he was going on the DL, uh, he was having a lot of health issues, obviously the surgeries that we know about. Um, there was a lot going on behind the scenes there, and he was. it looked like he was limping to the finish of what was a great career. Uh, so I think that you know, anybody who's 38, 39 years old, if they take a year off and come back, I mean, there's a question if, if the skills will still be there. But once they were, I think it showed the health had improved quite a bit. And, look, I, I think that transitioning to DH role has helped them a lot, too. Uh, I think you can underestimate the wear and tear that is on your body when you're playing third base every day, diving around, diving for balls, uh, just being on your feet nine innings a night. Uh, I think this has been huge for him. And, he says that he put all his trust in Joe Girardi, and he, he entrusts that Joe is doing the right thing by DHing him, and I think that uh, it's been for the best for both sides. The other side of that coin, what's the, uh, the biggest disappointment for the Yankees in the first half so far? Yeah, biggest disappointment, I think you could go two ways on that, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to split the difference there. I think on the pitching side, I'm going to say CeCe Sabathia. Uh, you, you were hoping he would be able to give them more of a chance and keep them in games, and it just seems like every time – he takes the ball, you don't have a really great feeling about it on the Yankee side. He's, he's especially struggled against right-handed hitters, and uh, I don't know if you've noticed, there's a lot of those around the majors. So I think that 
It's been a tough go for Sabathia. I think uh, you expected more there. I, he's obviously still transitioning into dealing with the lower velocity and, and being in the second phase of his career here. Um, but it's a transition the Yankees are just going to have to ride out because obviously he's not going anywhere, as we've spoken about. Uh, on the offense side, I'm going to go Stephen Drew. I think that by this point you thought that there was going to be some more consistency offensively. I think that last year he got a lot of a pass because of the missing spring training. You figured that maybe it was an interrupted year, maybe a full offseason of training, a regular spring training would help him. Uh, the numbers just aren't there. I'm, and I know he's had some power. He's got these random games that pop up where he'll hit a couple homers, but uh, the batting average still under 200. You, you want to see more out of your everyday second baseman. So as we talk right now, uh, the Yankees are a, a first-place team. Uh, they're five games over 500, and, and probably more or less within range of, of what was a, a fair expectation of them, maybe on slightly on the optimistic end. Uh, if, there's, if there's one story or one sequence of events that, that has them in first place and, and having a, a pretty decent overall year, what, what would you point to as sort of the reason why they are where they are right now? I think it's, uh, again, I'm going to go two things. I'm going to say they're hitting home runs again. They've, done, they've gone back to being the Bronx Bombers, and it's not just A-Rod. It's Mark Teixeira has come back. He's an all-star now in the first half. He, uh, Brett Gardner setting the table at the top of the lineup. He had a monster June uh, with Jacoby Ellsbury out. He was on base a ton. Uh, Brian McCann came back and is hitting for power. Uh, he's having more of the Brian McCann-type year that the Yankees gave him $85 million in expectation of. Uh, I think the middle of the lineup is not something that opposing pitchers can just mow through. And, and that's what we've seen the last couple of years because of injuries, because of the fact that Mark Teixeira wasn't the real Mark Teixeira, uh, any number of things. I, I think that the middle of the lineup is a power threat again. The Yankees are hitting home runs. That's why they're near the top of the league and runs scored. Uh, that's a huge thing. And the bullpen has been pretty good. Uh, I think uh, Dylan Batanz has had a couple blips. Uh, they're only going to get stronger with getting Andrew Miller back and now. And uh, the other guys like Jason Shreve and Justin Wilson, for the most part, have been pretty good. So I think that they've been getting leads, and for the most part, they've been holding them. As we look ahead to the second half, what's, what's the top storyline to watch, the top thing that's going to kind of tilt where this team goes? I, I think health, health is always huge, especially with a veteran team like this. Uh, you need to keep these guys on the field. You saw it with Ellsbury. Uh, they were a different team when you had Kobe Ellsbury for the first six weeks of the season. And obviously, Brett Gardner was able to fill in. And Chase Headley got a lot of time in the two spot. And Chris Young was up there, too, uh, for a little bit. But uh, you can't replace guys like that. They've got a lot of big money poured into these guys, the Ellsburys, the Teixeiras, the McCanns, the A-Rods. Uh, when you go to that second tier and try to replace those guys, it's really tough to equal that production. So I think that... You know, like any team, if the Yankees can stay healthy, and especially because they're a veteran team, they're an older team, uh, and that, that falls on Joe Girardi to really keep an eye on these guys, give them a break when they need it. I know that fans don't like seeing when a guy gets a day off just for rest, but these are really necessary. So, uh, you know, the days of when you saw guys playing 158, 162 games a year, I think that as far as the Yankees are concerned, these guys, uh, you're not going to see that anymore. So um, I, I think that Girardi is going to – have to pick his spots and, and be smart about it. But if they can keep these guys healthy and keep them off the DL, um, that, that's going to be huge for them. Give me one move, and it can be internal or external, that this team needs to make to, to get to the postseason. Oh, to get to the postseason? Well, I, I get wherever they, they want to go. Sure. I mean, what's, what's, <laughs> what's the move this team needs to do? Well, uh, I'll tell you what. I, I think that they can contend 
in this AL East the way they are right now. I think that uh, they're flawed, but so is everybody else in this division. Um, but if they really want to take that next step and, and become a, a upper echelon team and a, a real team that you want to say is going to dominate in October, well, I think that the first thing that jumps out at me is they got to do something about second base. I, I think that at some point here, last year they had Brian Roberts up until the trade deadline, and, and they knew that Brian Roberts wasn't their ideal fit for second base, but they wrote it out. I, I think you're getting to that point with Stephen Drew now where the clock is starting to get to midnight, and you're going to take a step back and say, all right, we've got a pretty big sample size here that suggests that this guy is not the guy that we thought we were signing. He's only $5 million. They, they said they could cut him loose if uh, things weren't working out. I would say that things aren't working out. I, I think I know the Yankees have been very patient with this one. Uh, they want to see it work out. Uh, I'm just not seeing the results here. So I think that that's, that, that's probably where I'd start if I was in Brian Cashman's office. I would be uh, looking to upgrade to second base. Do you see uh, a guy out there who would be an upgrade? Yeah, I mean, Ben Zobris would be a huge upgrade. Uh, the question is, uh, you know, I don't think the A's is just going to give him away, but he's in town right now. He was asked about New York yesterday. Uh, he said he likes New York just as much as he likes any other city. Uh, so uh, it's not like he's uh, born and bred dying to wear pinstripes, and obviously the A's uh, are not just going to give him away, but he's a guy that uh, I think would be a, an instant upgrade at second base. So uh, let me throw that name out there, but... Barring that, I think uh, you, you have to look at these numbers that Rob Snyder is putting up at AAA and, and say how bad defensively can he really be if you're refusing to call him up. So I, I know he's a work in progress. They want to give him as much time there. He hasn't played the position a whole lot. But uh, if the bat is carrying him and, and it can translate to the big leagues, and I'm not sure that it can, but uh, everything at AAA suggests that uh, this guy can, can hit him a little bit here, uh, I, I'd want to see him sooner rather than later. So adding all that up, when we talk about the Yankees at the end of the season, uh, what are we going to talk about? Where, where does this team finish? How deep, if they get to October, do they go? Uh, where is this team going over the next three or four months? Well, let me pull out my crystal ball, and while I'm at it, I'll... What are you, Tony La Russa? <laughs> yeah, and while I'm at it, I'll buy some lottery tickets. But I, I think that what we talked about in spring training, we, we said this team was going to win somewhere between 84 and 87 games, and... Uh, be in the thick of the division race or the wild-card race. So I, I think that nothing I've seen in the first half tells me that's not true. I, I, they are a flawed team. They're, they're the kind of team that can run off a hot streak and, and dominate for a little while, and then they fall into a tailspin and leave you scratching your head and uh, lose seven out of eight or something like that. I think that uh, they're that kind of team. They're, there's going to be ups and downs, but they're lucky that they're in a division where nobody's running away with it. Uh, they're competitive there. There's a lot of parity. And they have a strong base. I, I think that they can hang in the race with what they have. And I think that you're looking at a team that should be thinking about printing playoff tickets, uh, whether it's, it's a wild card or a division team. And I think that once you get in that dance, you've heard it so many times, the first step is getting there. After that, anything can happen. Any team can get hot. And this team, just as much as anybody, can get hot at the right time. All right. Well, Brian Hope, thanks for taking some time to talk here on MLB.com Extras. And thanks, everybody, for listening. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best 
stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 